Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with Innovating Social Connections and founder of Yuan App, Louis Contreras. His life embodies the true spirit of the American dream. Born and raised in gang territory outside of Compton, he defied the odds to pave his own path. Now, as startup founder, his journey continues to inspire others. Starting from humble beginnings, his career began as a driver for a local car dealership. However, his entrepreneurial spirit and unwavering determination pushed him to take calculated risks. Recognizing his leadership potential, he was promoted to service manager, where he transformed failing departments into top performers by applying his customer-centric operational strategies. And he's doing the same thing now. Enjoy this interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. Hey, man, what's up? How's it going? Hey, good. good. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Where are you coming out of? I'm in California, Southern oh, California. Cool. I'm actually in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right on, man. Yeah, I uh, I like it out there. I'm in Kansas City, landlocked. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was seeing that I have a family out there. Uh, so um, they've been out there for probably like eight years. I just haven't had a chance to, to go by. But Yeah, everybody that comes out here seems to dig it. There's There's charms and it'll surprise you. No, you know what? That's you can say that there's. It's nice to to visit so many different places. I've been in so many different places within the U.S., but I guess most of the spots that I go to are always very similar to yeah. to Southern California. Very busy. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different pace here. That's the thing. People are always surprised at how nice people are and just just how things aren't as hectic, especially from the coast. If you're from New York and California, it's a different world. I, I think if I could relate it to anything, it's probably be uh, probably closer to Colorado or Denver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's I've been there, and, and that's a very nice feel. Yeah, you know everybody. Yeah, so but that mountain, the the mountain vibes, just a different thing. I I just actually went on vacation this summer up there, and I'm always surprised at how just the way people roll, it's different. Like the way when people are around nature all the time and have that latitude, it just had there's a different feeling. There is, there is, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's an appreciation too. You know, when we don't see it that much here. I mean, we have, we're luckily here in Southern California. You could drive thirty minutes and get, you know, a nice piece of scenery from the mountains to the beach and whatever you want to see. Oh yeah, but um, yeah. a lot of eye candy out there. Yeah, I, I like it quite a bit. And uh, man, I wish we could get an In and Out Burger up here. I there was there was actually one in Colorado that I went into, and it's always just so dreamy to get in there. I love it. Yeah, whenever I travel. Uh, in and out is the one spot I always go to. As soon as I come back from traveling, is I just have to get an In and Out Burger. Yep, it's just it's just home. But you yep. know, um, I just went to New York. I was uh, there for a tech mixer at uh, Shake Shack. I had been there a couple years ago, wow. and Shake Shack is so good. Oh, it's <laughs> crazy good! It's right up there with In and Out. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. But well, man, it's great to meet you. And before we get into your life and your work and your mission, what I would like to do is start off with asking how did you survive the last three years with covid and how did it change the way that you do things and who you are now you know that to me that was one of the biggest things when um when covid happened uh a lot of changes happened in my life it was a big career move um i had i've always worked for a fortune 500 company i've always worked for um like the automotive side of things and i remember um there was you know, I had been with my company and kind of climbed the ladder to that corporate ladder. So it was a tough decision to even announce that I was leaving. And it happened right before COVID. 
So, you know, I ended up making the move. Great move for me. Uh, but three months into it, uh, you know, COVID hit. And I had a place. Me and my daughter had moved to a place by the beach. And um, I had just got engaged. And I couldn't stay there, right? Like, I, I was only there for, like, the traveling. The commute for me was probably, like, an hour and 20 minutes. The one thing about California, <laughs> right, is... There's always a bunch of uh, there's there's always a bunch of uh, commuting, but it, it was too much. So I said, you know what? Let me move closer to Ontario. And um, and right when that happened is when the lockdowns happened, and we we had kind of seen it happen for a while. And it was you know COVID was kind of strange yeah. because if you look, I remember the the first videos that we got coming from overseas was like people falling like ill and then dropping on the subway in the hospitals, um, like. And, and, you know, COVID got serious here, but it never got to that stage, right? But you, you were seeing the videos of people just dropping on the subway uh, from, from COVID. And there was kind of rumors of, you know, hey, we're going to have a lockdown. And I was talking to a couple of friends that I have in the police department. They were saying, hey, man, you know, it's, it, we're getting news that there might be something in the works where they kind of shut everything down. Sure enough, when they did, and, you know, uh, it was like, okay, I just made a move, right, career move, and now they're letting go of staff. Luckily, I wasn't one of them, but uh, even going to even going to the office felt strange. It felt like a ghost town, right? It was a very skeleton crew, um, uh, and then family-wise, you know, I just got engaged, and I don't know if you remember, but they were saying, you know, wherever you're going to be at, you're going to be at for a while because we're going to limit commuting. Right. So just a conversation alone is like, okay, to my fiance, like, okay, look, just stay with me for a while. Um, because I don't know if you're going to be able to commute back and forth. There's going to be that, that, that struggle there. And then, uh, for, you know, my daughter, she loves school, being around her friends. And that was a really tough thing for her. Um, going into the, you know, it was the seventh grade and she was just saying, you know, well, I'm only going to have a couple of years. How, how long are we going to do this? So in our area, they did the 50-50 hybrid where they still allowed kids to go in. And I think that was a healthier way to do it. Yeah, I know it was scary um, because at that point, we didn't know what it was going to be, right? We were getting all kind of numbers and statistics. And, and being honest, I got COVID right in November time. I don't know. Did you get sick before before COVID was announced? Everybody that I work with, we all got this flu. And usually people don't call out. Like, eh, they'll try to work through it. Yeah. This was around the November time. So it was like February when it got announced. But we had a gentleman that worked with us that his family lived in the province next to Wuhan. So they came back and they were all sick. And they got everybody sick, right? It kind of started there, right? And, um, yeah, we I remember I was out for like two days. And I was just like... Really sick. That's probably the worst I felt. So then when I did catch COVID, I think I was already somewhat immune. It wasn't as bad Yeah, around that time. How was it for you? I got it in November of that year, but I knew people that got it that prior November. So yeah, it, it was just, the whole thing was strange, you know, but it was really about, you know, Kansas City's kind of sprawling. So it was about getting out and driving and going to nature sanctuaries and seeing things and, you know, just trying to keep things going as much as possible. Yeah. You know, it was really tough. It was really tough to decide what to do. Yeah. Right. You, you were, you were getting all this information and, you know, part of it, 
you were seeing that, like, okay, you factored in, I got it, I didn't get that bad, right? But then you would hear random people that you'd like, you know, I don't know if you're inner circle, but I knew people in our circle that were young, they weren't unhealthy, not to the point where they should have, you know, got really sick and they passed away. Yeah. And then you're like, you're like, man, like this, you know, resembles me. <laughs> like, you know, they're not, they're not ultra in shape. They're not out of shape. They, you know, they, they live a healthy life. They don't have any diseases and, and they pass away. And, and then you're like, you're like, okay, so what is this? Right. Is it something that is, and it was just kind of this random thing. Some people were, unfortunately, you know, they passed away and, and I, I known people, I had an uncle that had, uh, has diabetes and he has, um, he's had two open heart surgeries and he got COVID and it was like a regular code. Yeah. His wife doesn't have any of that. And she got really sick. Yeah. So it, it was just like, okay, so. It's a mystery, man. The whole thing was yeah. a mystery. So let's get to the essence of what you do for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. One of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? Um, I'm very fortunate. I I, I, uh, I found my passion in uh, multiple different things. My I love helping people. And that's the reason that I got into the, the field, the first field that I got into. Um, because, you know, people go in on it every day. And they need answers. And, and in the automotive world, we're able to create that, whether uh, whatever it could be. But then using this platform, I was able to learn how to, to build a business and learn the Fortune 500 side of it, right? To, to be able to lead a lot of people. So now it's not only helping people, but helping my employees. And then from there, I was able to start a company. So, you know, think about Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Now we have this new company and we're helping people connect in ways they didn't think possible. So, you know, to be able to uh, go from uh, starting this business to getting my first U.S. patents, right? Uh, that's a very big achievement there. Um, but it's, uh, I'm able to live that dream out because of, experiences and the resources and the people that I have. So now this vision that I had, like think about how many things that you draw on a daily basis that you say, yo, you know what? I wish I could have this, this house. I wish I could, uh, I could go on this journey. Well, I drew an idea for an, an app and a way for people to connect. And now it's come to life and it's on the app store. How cool is that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that's the way I would explain it being able to achieve those, those goals. And, 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 you know, I'm a living testament to, it doesn't matter how you start. Right. Um, yeah. How did these seeds begin for you? Take me back to where you were born and raised and how these business entrepreneurial tech seeds were put into you. Um, so I grew up in a very tough part of town, right? It was, uh, everybody's heard of Compton, right? So I was between Long Beach and Compton. And like, you know, the song says, you know, that means trouble. <laughs> so there, 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 there was always conflict. Um, so at a young age, um, unfortunately, I saw a lot of, you know, gang retaliation and, and people, uh, you know, die in front of me because of those gang fights. And I was very young. So I, I got desensitized from seeing that. And, and you have a different aspect of life. When you grow up in a bad neighborhood, you know, you're not supposed to be around certain things when you're growing up. Right. You know, like, don't, don't be out at this time. Don't stop at red lights. You know, like just things that, you know, 
Um, but you learn a different perspective as to, okay, so this is rock bottom, right? And, and then you see, okay, rock bottom isn't as bad as people think, right? So I get an opportunity. Um, I'm, I'm trying to decide what I want to do in my life. I, uh, I go into a dealership and I get a, I had a neighbor that worked at a dealership and he goes, you know what, Lewis? They're looking for people. Are you interested? Yeah. So I drive the shuttle. That's my first introduction into that. So I'm going to tell you a story that I tell everybody I hire, uh, because it's, uh, it's, it's what I think, you know, you should look at when you start any business, right? Why is it that you do it? Like you love your, you know, you love talking to people, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you love being able to have people tell their stories. Well, um, when I was deciding what I wanted to do with my life, I'm driving the shuttle. I'm driving people just back home to work, whatever, uh, whatever it may be. But I start noticing that one of my good friends, Corey Wong, has this couple that he's helping. And they're, they've been married for like, I want to say 50 some odd years. And she would drive in to drop off her car and uh, her husband would drive, drop off, uh, drop. He would drive behind her and he, they drove like a Park Fifth Avenue, right? Like it was just, you know, it was like this, you pick her up, they'll say hi to Corey, that talk for a while and they'll go off. So one day she comes in and she's by herself and she goes right up to him. Eyes are watery. And she goes, Corey, he left me. And he had passed away. And she goes and she gives him a hug. And and that moment that they shared, I'm like, man, you know what? If I do something, I want to do something where I could have connections like that, where people trust me enough. You know, I don't want to just have a transaction. I want to just be a part of somebody's life and help them. And, and I started looking into that. And sure enough, a couple, like not even a year and a half later, now I'm starting my role as a service advisor. And then now I'm in Huntington Beach. And I have this couple a couple years later, and uh, it's uh, John and Elizabeth. And, you know, they're, they had been married for over like around 60 years. They had been together since like high school, right? So I remember she, um, she needed oxygen to get around, and his vision was leaving him. So together, they just, how they got around, right? They needed each other, and they were always together. And um, I helped them for a, a couple years, and I remember one day she comes in and there's a lady with her uh, and she comes up to me and she says the exact same words, Lewis, he left me. And, and man, that moment, you know, I gave her a hug and, and I was like, you know, everything, all these feelings are coming up and I'm just like, wow, like this is the reason I got into the, the business, not to unfortunately see something like this, but yeah. to, to, to be that person that they rely on. And I just told her, I said, whatever you need, I'm going to be here for you. And um, the lady that was with her was her daughter. And she's like, oh, you're Lewis. They always talked about you. And uh, I'm like, wow, I only saw them a couple times a year, and I'm, I'm a household name. You know, like that, you know, really meant a lot. So I always tell people when I hire them, I'm like, like, look, if you're going to do something for money, the money's going to be there, right? There's already money to be made. But if you do something for the money, you're not going to be satisfied on an everyday level, right? You'll burn out. But if you do it for moments like this, if you do it for – your own self growth and you do it for is for the communication within the clientele that you, then you the way that you look at anything is going to be completely different, right? If you're, if you did this, like say if you were somebody who was famous before you started doing these interviews and you only did it because it was going to continue to bring bread to the table. Right. And you didn't have a passion for it. Every time that you would turn this screen on, you'd just be like, Oh, 
man, here we go again. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to know about this person's day, right? I don't care. Right. But when you, when you do it with a passion, it shows. And then, and then people are going to be more inclined to tell their story, right? Yep. So, so anything you do, I, I've been very fortunate. So, you know, now when I, when I, uh, one thing I learned about myself throughout this whole thing, um, is that when anybody tells me that the hill is, you know, too high to climb, uh, it, it just, it energizes me to find a different way, right. To, to get to the mountaintop and, and throughout my career, I've been known for that in different aspects, being able to, uh, to be able to hit key figures that um, corporate didn't think were possible, right? They didn't see a roadmap there, um, but I've been able to think outside the box to get there. And that's how this whole idea came came out. It was outside the box thinking of like, what's missing in the world, right? And uh, I think human connection has always been a passion of mine. So when you look at the way that we've built this, uh, this app, it's all about that human connection, right? It's like, we're, we're a social media uh, app, but it was a whole different twist. It's meant for, for you to meet people in, in the real world. And it's, it's meant for you to explore the world in a different way. Yeah. Right. So, so that's why, you know, um, when we say our name, you on, that's what it means. Like you on, you know, yeah. are, are you on this, this whole new, this whole new path that we're trying to set? So we're, we're really excited about it. Um, we're actually hitting the app store. We're on the app store. We're announcing our launch this weekend. And we just, uh, one of the exciting things that just happened. So I've been talking to uh, Hopix. Hopix is a homeless outreach program that they have here in Los Angeles that help uh, battered women. They help the elderly. There's so many different programs within Hopix for the community outreach. And uh, with our platform, uh, they have now collaborated with us. So they're going to be using our platform to do community outreach. And we're going to be working with them uh, to really showcase what this app could do. That's wonderful. So, you know, on this journey in life, with with the motivation that you have who's been a hero for you i there's so many different people in my life that have uh you know either mentors my parents first of all uh you know they're my dad driving you know commuting two and a half hours every day you could never tell never complained always had the energy i mean he's retired now but you can't tell he's always he actually had a neighbor who's building a house in San Diego and they just became good friends. And he's like, look, are you going to join me? So he just goes out there and works with them. And like, people just know him as he's always smiling. You never see that man without a smile. And, uh, my mom, she doesn't come from a, you know, educated background, but she was able to buy multiple real estate properties. Again, mind you, they, they, the areas that we came from, they didn't have money. Um, and, and I, I, to this day, I don't know. And they just, they were able to, you know, get these properties and always believe in themselves. And, you know, we never ate out. That's something that, that, uh, most, most people go, Oh, we used to eat on the weekends. We used to never eat out. Like that just was not a thing in our household. And, and we were always, uh, saving, but you know, they, uh, they're now retired and, and, uh, they have a comfortable life and they've provided a lot of opportunities for me and my, my siblings. And, and, uh, that really helped me along the way. But then I have people like, uh, Chris Kratke, um, who's the president of where I work at now. And um, we've had a close relationship. I actually used to work with him. Now we're working. Uh, that's the move that I made was to, to follow him to this, this new place where he was at with Penske automotive. And uh, you know, um, to have somebody who believes in you to that degree uh, sees you and wants you to climb the ladder is he's, he's one of those people that has a moral compass, 
that you never question. Yeah. Right? Like you just like you know on the inside, like that guy's always gonna make the right decision. And and I really admire that because money, power doesn't change that about the person. And I, I think that's you you need people like that that you see, you go, okay, you know, there is good people out in this world. And even throughout this project, you know, there's uh there's been times that um I've had to have some some time away, like for important events that happen. And uh, he believes in the, in the project and, you know, he believes in me and he knows that I get the, I get the job done. And I think that's the other aspect of it. You know, I have a, um, I have a really good balance of not a, it's a harmony of my, my work life, right? This company and my family life. So I have a great partner, uh, Lucy, she's amazing. Uh, we talked before I even took on this journey. I said, look, it's going to require a lot of time for me, a lot of sacrifice. Um, because you're going to have to, you know, we have a, we have a 10 month old and we have a 13 year old. And, you know, with Angelie and Benjamin, like they require a lot. And, and she's the one that really, when I'm, I'm gone for a couple of days or where we're, we're doing some new part of this project, I'm not available because I'm working all afternoon or like right now this meeting is, you know, for us is 6.30 here, but most of my podcast and most of my team meetings for my uh, my development team are early morning. Yeah. So I, I I did it that way so it wouldn't take a time away from either my, my work or my family. So, you know, that's why it's all about the harmony of life. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. What's always been your main chief motivator to excel and to want to get better and to have this platform you have now? What has been that spark for you? Um, you know, my personal, my personal motivation is that, you know, and I tell my daughter, my daughter this, I want, I want to see what my ceiling is, right? I, like, I've always wondered, I was able to climb the corporate ladder, right? And, you know, some, I made some moves that people just didn't understand. They're like, you know, how could you make that, that, uh, that move? Is it, it's so risky. Uh, and to me, those are motivators, like just going outside the box and those things, but, to be able to build something on such a wide scale, right? Even right now, knowing that it's going to come out, it's a little nerve wracking, right? To have people test it out for the first time. Uh, we build everything for, uh, with the, the mind of safety and privacy for the user. Like we always think about that aspect. Um, and you know, it's a lot of people go, man, the fact that you're really like most people have an idea, but you're going to see this through. Like it's, People have been following my journey for a while and, 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 and they, and I love to hear the positive comments. They're like, keep it going, man. It motivates just to be able to see that you're just not afraid. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a big commitment, right? Not only financial, we bootstrap, I bootstrap this. Uh, I've had some investors that come in and, um, that's really a testament to everything there. The, the investors that we've had that come in, um, those have been people that have seen me from this corporate side and people that, that I work with. So we didn't go with any outside. We're barely doing the, the, the outside rounds now where we're getting the investors to come in. But, you know, again, it's after we've developed and everything. So, you know, I, I think that's my, my motivation is to see my, my ceiling to provide an example for those around me. So just say like, look, you're only bound by your imagination, you know, and, and we live in an age where there's so many resources around us and, and you can really, that's what really points out to everything. Like we're, if you look at the, what we've been able to achieve when I tell people, I'm like all the times that I've ever had like a road bump along the way, 
I've been able to find the information I need online. And it's just like taking the time to really go down the rabbit hole in anything you do. And I've been able to help my development team in some aspects. And that's been cool. You know, they, this is not my world. That's theirs. And, and I have a very open team, open line of communication. Uh, and they've done a wonderful job bringing my vision to reality. And like, uh, and the times that they've needed help or I've needed to like understand how can we accomplish this new goal? Who can I talk to? Or, or examples of other businesses, their failures and their accomplishments and how can I follow a roadmap to success? Because you want to do it your way, but at the same time, you have to see what other people have already been through to really understand like, okay, let me prepare myself because that could be a downfall if we don't pay attention to, to this along the way. So as the captain of the, of the ship, so to speak, everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I, I could just say that I work very hard to be a good person, to, to be a motivator, to get the best out of other people. That's one of the, the things that I always say. My skill set is finding what somebody's good at and making them better and, and, um, and putting those people around me. So, you know, I, the one thing that I'm trying to get better at is to be in the moment. I'm always thinking ahead, right? So sometimes I'm not in the moment and I work very hard to be engaged in the moment. You know, there's some people that can live in the moment. They're very good at it. Yeah. And I think that I'm always, I'm always my, I'm always built myself to kind of think ahead and I, and I get so involved with projects and like, you know, people see that they're like, oh, you're not here right now. This is the one thing I get a lot. It's like, oh, you're not here right now. Huh? You're, 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 your mind is somewhere else. And, okay. and I always laugh and I say, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, this next step that we have to do or like mid conversation. I, I think about this other idea, but, um, the one thing that I always work on is I, I, I learned from uh, somebody in the corporate world. They said, you know what I did? That was the best move. It was Peter told me about this. He goes, the best thing I could tell you is one of our trainers, field trainers. And he's like, I, uh, I learned how to be in the moment by, if I have a, like an employee that would walk in, he goes, I close my laptop. I turn my chair and pull my full attention to them. And he goes, not only with that, but then my, my home life. If my daughter or my wife are talking to me or my son, I, I, you know, completely turn and put my full focus into that conversation, right? Cause you have to be in that moment. So I, I, I work hard to try to be in the moment. It's not one of my best traits. Like I, like I said before, but, um, it's one of those things you have to be self aware of who you are. And sure. it's one of my, my weaknesses, but. You know, I, I just think that I work hard to be just a good person. And I, and I always tell my, my daughter, like, I don't care what you do in life. She's, she's phenomenal in school. And I just tell her, like, no matter, no matter what you, you do, I just want you to be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. So if anyone wants to download the app, learn more about you, your company, anything pertaining to your world, where can they go? Uh, if you actually go to the app store under, uh, Yuan, U-O-N, it'll appear there. It's under Uno, right? You'll see the Uno <laughs> games. Game cards, uh, so we're right under there, and um, yeah, we're re really excited. And then what the app does, it's uh, think about it for like another social media. But if you're like a food influencer and you want to tell people exactly where something is, and just to explain a little bit more about the app, you know, we all have memories that that you have, right? Um, do you have family? Yes. 
Okay. And you have like these memories that you want to save with them. Right. But sometimes the way that it's kind of is now is like, you know, Facebook or Instagram will say, well, why don't you tag the city or tag the restaurant or the place? Our focus is being able to tag that exact place where it happened to within like five meters. Right. So then you start building this little journey because we know that the restaurant might not be there tomorrow. We know that that place might get renovated, but your memories will stay there. And, and, and I see it as we call it leaving a mark, right? We all want to leave a mark on this, on this planet. And, and you're able to leave your mark, uh, and wherever you go, so you can share that with your family. Like if I'm at a lake, where were, where were we when we took this picture with my dad? Where were we? Like, so these significant moments, you know, and, or going on a hike. So if you're somebody who likes to, to hike and, and, and show exactly where that was. It just makes it really easy for somebody else to explore those. And now we're putting a new aspect to it. We're not a mapping service. It's, we are a social media uh, a company. And and um, I think people go, well, are you like a, a map service like Google? I said, no, we're actually just think about like people sharing their, their personal journey and, and being able to just find these landmarks. So when you think about it, we just did a Berkeley. So it's a Berkeley campus, right, for the students and all the freshmen. So what it is that they're going to be able to put all those classrooms and put those marks kind of like a, like a map. The difference is that whenever they have these on campus events, they'll be able to pin the exact place where these events are going to take place. So this, so they can meet up because the campus is huge. Right. And like one of the the struggles. So, so now when you have a convention and you're like a vendor at a convention, right, you can literally say we're here located right here. So come find us. You post it and everybody could just use this augmented reality guidance to get you exactly to that, to that vendor. Cool. The other aspect of it that we're super excited about, uh, and this is, you know, a very unique twist to it, um, is the networking and the dating. You know, you, so, and you know, a lot of the times now when you have networking like LinkedIn, you have to do all of your events, right? Like a uh, social media, you're, you're just sending off messages, but there's no place for you to actually go. And then when you get there, you can't really use the app anymore, right? So the way that we're doing it using augmented reality in the phone you have in your hand right now, uh, you'll be able to see what other people like their, their, um, field of work. So the categories, so you'll see, okay, I, I, I work in sales. I work in marketing. I work in. So when you get there, you guys all just be able to use your phone and see who's a part of the event and what field they work in. Cool. And then for the dating, for the dating community, we're doing that as well to be able to find your match in person. I think that's. The reason that we built it is because I think right now most people are connected digitally, but in the real world, they're missing that link. Yeah. So we, yeah, that's pretty ingenious. So, so we're really excited about that feature. Thank you. Yeah. And then, you know, to, to be able to see, we've had people kind of beta test it now and, and uh, we get the same thing. They're like, man, it just makes it so easy to have the conversation just because you see that they're a part of the event. They want to engage in a conversation. Yeah. Right. Somebody is just turning on the staff and the way that we're building it is that you can only see it within like 30 feet, which is yeah. good. So it's not intrusive. We don't give your name. We sure. don't give anything like that. It's either, it's either you match or you're looking at the industry that they work in and, and doing it that way. It's again, we said, it's always about privacy. It's always about making feel, people feel comfortable. And, and we're excited to see how people engage with this because it'll be like a, it's a, a being able to start a new community and a new sense of community. And I think, you know, depends on w- from where you're from, but like here, a lot of people are missing that sense of community, sure. you yeah, know, yeah. and, yeah. and, and this will give them an opportunity to meet people in real life. 
That's wonderful. Hey, man, I'm going to download it. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for your story, for opening up. Best of luck with the launch and everything. Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Music